0: Hello there. Welcome to the How to Market Your Horse Business podcast. I'm so glad you're here. My name is Denise Alvarez. I get to serve as your host each week here on the podcast, and I also get to serve you through my business, Storm Lily Marketing, where I help horse business owners like yourself convert your website visitors into your customers. And we do that through coaching, through website design and content, and through email marketing strategy, and also through my monthly membership, Social Stride. And you can learn all about those things, of course, on my website, stormlilymarketing.com. But we are here on the podcast today because I love to bring you step by step strategies and basic how tos so that you can market your horse business well and so that you can be out doing more of what you really love to do. So I'm so glad you're here today because we have a new guest on the podcast that I am excited for you to meet. This was my first time meeting her as well, but I had heard about her before through her social media and online presence. And so I bet many of you have heard of her as well. So Piper Clem, PhD, is my guest today. She is the publisher and editor-in-chief of The Plaid Horse, which is an industry publication. And specifically, they focus on the hunter-jumper sport, but as you will hear her talk about, they do some other things and speak into some other disciplines as well. But that is where you may have heard her or met her. She also teaches a college course or a few college courses that is specific for horse business owners. And so I will be sure, of course, and link to all things Piper in the show notes of this episode, which will be stormlily.com slash 41. But today Piper is here not to share Know so much about the plaid horse as much as she's here to share about how you, as a horse business owner, can get media coverage. So I know that no matter what size of horse business you have, you would love to have some sort of media coverage, right? And I don't mean just national. I mean, even local because all of those touch points matter. As we've talked about here on the podcast, many times it takes up to eight different touch points for someone to actually convert for them to actually become a buyer of your product or your service. And one of those key touch points can be media coverage. And I don't just mean advertising. I mean, having an article written about you, or maybe mentioning the show or event that you hosted at your facility. And so Piper is here to share some specific ways that you can go about getting that all important media coverage for your horse business. So I hope you will lean in and come in with me to meet Piper Clip. Hey, Piper. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I'm so glad that you're here.
1: Thank you for having me on.
0: Yes, you bet. So I'm really excited for my listeners to get to meet you and learn what you have to share with us today about media coverage. But before we jump into that, I would love for you to share a little bit about your own personal background. So as I shared a bit in the intro before this interview came onto the podcast about your current position of the publisher and editor-in-chief of the Plaid Horse, and then I know you have a number of other horse-related education and media efforts that you're involved in, but I would love to know a little bit of the backstory. How did you get here? Um, I, like most horse crazy kids, um, got
1: a ride at a birthday party, a pony ride, and I was completely hooked. Um, I come from a non-horse family. My mom found my first barn in the yellow pages of a print phone book. Um, And that's how we got started. And, And we made every mistake in the horse book. Uh, We had to learn everything the hard way. Um, We had to figure everything out. And I think that's a lot of where my passion comes from is, you know, when when you struggle with all the side pieces, it really becomes less about the horses. And I think that if we help people navigate all the other aspects of the business, this is what I call the metagame when I teach courses, we can help people understand the metagame and navigate that more seamlessly. We all have more time and energy to spend on what's really important, which is the horses. Um, I, uh, I, I think I've been pretty candid about this. I hit a wall where I was really struggled on the horse show circuit. I didn't see any pathway for myself with the with the finances and with the limitations I had. Um, I didn't understand how to get from A to B and. I was really jealous and overwhelmed by, you know, seeing all the money and seeing all the people that, you know, I perceived as bought it instead of doing it. And, um, you know, over time I I got bitter and and grumpy and um, I took the time off that I needed. I didn't ride in college. I really focused on school. Um, I got a PhD in chemistry and biophysics from Berkeley um, University of California, Berkeley. And then, you know, the horse bug, when it's with us, we, we all, we always all have to turn back to it in some form (laughs) at some point in our lives, Uh no matter how much time we take off. And I was ready to come back and and I wanted to use my skills, which are educating and and education to make our sport better. And, And it really just started there. And it's grown into all of these projects and all these things, but they all have the same core core seed is, is to not have people waste time going through stuff that is hard in our sport and isn't clear and there aren't great pathways and, and how do we organize and help people so that things are more building block, more linear. They see the path. They don't leave the industry because they don't see a pathway. They see the path and, and they get on it and are guided a little bit more through that process.
0: Awesome. So when you say our sport, for my listeners, I have a variety of disciplines um, and sports represented. So tell me a little bit more about the discipline and sport that you're involved in.
1: Um, We focus on hunter jumper um, for sure. I show in the hunters myself. Um, That's kind of the side of things, but I, I believe that our sport is really all of us. I think we all are siloed by so many factors. Um, that's just not necessary. We're all here for the same reasons. We all love horses. We all have so much to learn for each from each other. Um, so yes, the plaid horse is really focused on the hunter-jumper sport. That's what I personally love to do with my time. I love pony hunters. I am a lot of pony hunters. Um, I love to be at the pony rings in my free time, um, which if anyone wants a key to burnout, it's to have your free time. <laughs> be <laughs> also spent at the same place where you spent your yeah. um, your job, um, and but I I do believe that we're we're all in this together. We have people of all disciplines taking um, my college credit courses, um, people of all age groups. Like we're all here because we love horses. We can all navigate this a little bit better, and I I think we can all understand what's going on. And while the certain principles and and specific examples of what we're doing change discipline to discipline. The fundamentals are really the same when we talk about risk and investment and a portfolio and, you know, your Western riders portfolio is going to look a little different, but they're struggling with the same concepts um, and risk assessments that I am with my hunter jumper portfolio of horses. So I, I don't, I don't think the barriers are there as much as we all get sucked into making them sometimes. I, I think that we're, we're all a community and, and I hope to make everyone feel welcome. We've had plenty of articles on the plaid horse of like what hunter riders can learn from event riders. If you listen to all the great horsemen, they've watched all the other sports and have learned from them and, and are utilizing that. And that's part of why they're successful in their sport.
0: Yeah, that is so true. The cross discipline and just take being open to learning, right. And not staying in the one lane because we can definitely all be learning from each other. So absolutely, absolutely. So we're talking today, uh, about media coverage. So share with me a little bit more about, uh, your experience or your background, um, so that my listeners can understand why you're here sharing, um, some ideas about how they can get media coverage for their own horse business.
1: Absolutely. Um, I came into this completely organically in in trying to advertise for my own pony business. Um, I hadn't really, when I got going, I hadn't really thought about media as a whole. I hadn't thought about my full time role being this being my career and my passion. Um, And I think that a lot of the things that we've done that seem very different or revolutionary to the industry are literally because they come out of actually actual need and actual using our services. And and I use our own plaid horse advertising services for my projects. And when stuff works great, I use it as a case study for clients. And when it doesn't, we retailer and reinvent those packages so that they can work better for clients. And I think that that's a big key because a lot of people in my position are not actually using their own services. And And, you know, when when you're not actually using them, the industry is changing. Um, We're in a record change cycle, you know, for media. Things are seemingly shifting on a daily basis. So, you know, having having that stuff and knowing what works right to the moment right now is so important. Um, I think that one of the things that I really set out to do is I want to hear everyone's story. I want to be part of that. Um so we have a Write for Us link at the plat horse um, and also a photograph for us link. We have all of our guidelines for submitting photography, for submitting writing. And it's really a great place where people can build their resumes and, and build their platforms. And, and if you want to put the work in, if you want to put the legwork in, we want to support you with the platform. And, and all these pieces are reviewed and edited and it's not You know, 100% chance that something actually makes it in or anything, but we want to provide that opportunity for everyone and make as many pieces work as possible to try to help people get into the industry and and navigate things themselves. So there's so many moving parts here, and media is part of your strategy. And looking for places where you can represent yourself and and be authentic and, and share your voice and share your perspective. Um, I think that's the best way to get started in all of this.
0: Okay. That's a good point. So the getting started part, I'm sure a lot of listeners are wondering that. So, so from the plaid horse, from your involvement there and from your involvement online, because you all have a print publication, but then you also have online articles and resources as well. Right. So you've seen firsthand the difference that having media coverage can actually make for a horse business. So for the listener that's sitting here going, okay, I hear you, but I am a small business. I am not a national company. I don't know that media coverage is the right strategy for me. What would you say to that person?
1: Um, media coverage can literally mean anything. Um, and so if you are very specifically a local business, getting involved in your local media, you know, gets more people out to the barn and becomes involved in that. And, and I think that that's one of the hardest things about media is what you touched on is figuring out what makes sense for you and who your market is and, and doing all those things. And so um, there's everything from like local online advertising, you know, even putting a flyer up in your local tech store is equestrian media marketing. It's thinking about everything through this lens and what your budget is and how to allocate that and your own personal social media and and all of these different factors. And it's so complicated right now. And I think that's a challenge, but what you said is exactly right. I think step one is thinking about what your goals are and what um, what your ideal customer is and who you're trying to attract with this advertising. And we get advertising all the way from You know, parents who want their children to have more national recognition before they go on the college hunt, for example. So, their goals are going to be very different from a barn owner um, whose goals are going to be very different from maybe a trainer that has more national aspirations, even though a lot of their clients are currently at the local level or a breeder. Um, And the horse business is hard because, by and large, it's statistics of small numbers. The market is not always rational. Um, And so, you're you're trying to attract people, and and when you're in the horse sales business, you know uh, a big sale or two can change your whole year on your business, and any number of factors can go into making that happen or not happen. So it's it's about getting enough interest in and enough attraction in, and really identifying the pros and cons of your business, what you really have to offer and who your ideal customer is and then narrowing down your media options from you know where is my time best spent is it best spent finding a pipeline um, you know what i found a lot of people who might be in the middle of nowhere do um, where there might not be a lot of horse shows or might not be a lot of options but the benefit of their business is that they can have a more inexpensive training business making up horses maybe they have local horse shows that are less expensive to go to them putting their time into having a really great relationship with a show barn that's close to horse shows, that has a lot of clients, that can be a pipeline for selling their horses out of the middle of nowhere where no one's going to come look at them. Um, That can sometimes be a better use of time than them trying to make their own media presence or figuring out those partnerships and the collaborations that get your business to where they need to go instead of being alone and secluded and by yourself and and panicking that it's so much work.
0: Yeah, no, that's a really, really good point. Evaluating those partnerships. That's so much goodness, Piper. I really appreciate that. So so I can hear from you, Um, A, that while you're here because of the plaid horse, you've definitely had experience and insight for those local businesses to be able to consider what media coverage looks like for them and where they are at and how that can be very unique depending on your business and your goals. So I love that. So important to get clarity on that So in that case, are there, so partnerships is definitely, networking is definitely one, um, but are there some other specific tips and strategies that you would advise or coach horse business owners to utilize in order for them to get media coverage? So saying, say that I have a listener that's going, okay, I hear you. And I, I send press releases. I have a relationship with my local newspaper, you know, that type of thing. uh, but. Further than that, what are some tips and strategies that you would advise people to do because they're wanting some media coverage for their business? Um,
1: I, I think a big thing is look at the publications and the outlets you want to be part of and what's useful to them. So, um, for example, if you go to a horse show or and and we cover everything in the magazine, we have photo pages from all kinds of um, Western events and dressage and eventing and everything you can think of. We have photo pages in the magazine for, Um, if you go to that and you send me pictures of like all your horses, um, you know, I might be like, that kind of looks like an ad that you should pay for and not a photo page. Uh But if you go in and say, okay, what's beneficial to the magazine? Oh, coverage of this event with different people and maybe spend an hour at the horse show, taking pictures of all kinds of other people that are part of your barn and not and part of your organization and not and send them all in together and say, you know, here's my photo page from this and it includes your stuff, but also has other things. Then you're, you're providing value on both sides of the equation and you have moved the equation from, Oh, can I have stuff to let's make a situation that works for both of us. And that comes back to the collaboration thing earlier is finding what, what collaborations make sense for your business, because Um, you know, we get a ton of press releases that are just ads. And like we're not very incentive, you know, unless you're on a paid package, we're not incentivized to put up an ad for you for free. Um Mm -hmm. so it's it's figuring out your budget in a way that makes sense. It's it's making the strategic alliances and and buying media strategically so that you you get in your packages what you're looking for if you want all those press releases posted all year, like make sure that that's part of your negotiation and you speak up and you ask for what you want, um, you know, and, and understand, it goes back to understanding what would be helpful to your business and then making sure you get all of those things in, in the deals you negotiate. Um, A lot of media is literally spending the time and being disciplined after the horse shows, actually making sure you submit stuff to the local newspaper, actually making sure that you you get these results and having a list of publications and what and how they want to receive information after um, an event or, or something that goes on. Um, another thing you can do is at, you know, just simply ask, you know, how can we create value for you? And that might be, um, you know, passing out the magazine at an upcoming horse show at your barn or something like that. I, I think really being, thinking about the other person and what their incentives are in every situation in the horse world will always help you get, get further and and get what you want done. Um, And, you know, maybe offering to do more actual coverage of a horse show in exchange for something. I mean, there's so many ways to go about this. And I think a lot of groups are really open to having a discussion. Um, They're open to um, doing things that work Beneficially for both parties, so I think really taking the time to think about what the other person might want out of this, instead of expecting or demanding um, stuff for free, basically, or or um, demanding extras in your package. Um, say, hey, you know, we're doing this quarter-page ad package for the year with you. Could we also maybe get all of our press releases posted if we? you know, pass out magazines at our horse show, something like that, you know, and, and start a discussion and listen to the other side and listen to what they want and,
0: and be part of that. That's so good. I think one of the things you said reminds me of something we've talked about on this podcast, which is serving, right? I talk a lot about using social media and email marketing to serve before you sell. And I think what you're saying here is very much the same thing before you call somebody up and ask for all these things, look at how you can come from a place of service you know, and, and the examples that you have given are great because I know some horse business owners may be listening and saying, well, I don't know what I would have to offer them, but what you said is great. So maybe it is, hand, you know, giving magazines out, you know, having a place available, having a booth available um, depending on what that media is. Um, if you do emails and you're in email marketing as a horse business owner, that can be another way that you can um, give some minches And so look at it from a place of service and how it could be a win-win for both of you. So if you're saying I could really benefit, my business could really benefit from being an XYZ magazine or XYZ, you know, this online outlet, then be proactive. Don't expect them to come to you, but send in an email, send in an inquiry and just say, what would it take? You know, or 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 even coming to them with an idea, right? I don't know specifically about the plaid horse. Um, if you all take, well, you said you take writing entries. So if maybe coming to somebody. That show notes, yeah. Okay, to perfect. That show notes. Yep. okay, perfect. So coming to people with an idea and saying, hey, I have, you know, I, my special skill is this, right? And I would love to teach your readership about that. Well, then you're, yes, it's a win-win because you're getting a little bit of coverage, but you're also coming from a place of how can you serve that audience? Um, and so, so no matter what industry it is. I think those absolutely apply. I would love for you to speak more about uh, the media packages. So for those who are listening and just starting out, kind of, if you would just kind of break that down, what does that look like for somebody that calls up a publication and says, okay, I want to start advertising. um, And you're, you're kind of walking them through that process. What does that look like?
1: For sure. Um, So I can really only speak uh, to the plaid horse here, but um, what we do is we try to really learn about what the goals of your business are Um, we have so many options in today's world that they are truly overwhelming because um, we have so much digital we have print we have editorials we have sidebar ads we have podcasts you know it's it's um a lot so if we understand your business we know our business really well and we can tailor the choices to what makes sense for you um generally we we discuss budget a little bit up front um doing one thing once is never going to have the impact that you want. You need a plan. Um, If you're truly treating this like like a lot of people do one-off ads, but if you're truly treating this like a business, you want to grow. And that plan can be one ad once a year, um, but it needs to be part of a plan and part of something cohesive and understanding the expectations of how much that plan will grow. So the people doing one ad once a year are... Generally, like our stallion owners, our pony owners and the pony issue. Um, so we have stuff like that, and your business doesn't grow in a year, but over time people read that issue and see you in every issue, um, every pony issue once a year and, and really start to connect with your business is very pony focused. So that's kind of the slow burn. Um, and then we we have different packages, but if you're if you're trying to blow your business up, um, you know, I, I really encourage something that's very consistent, very methodical throughout the year. Um, if you're trying to tailor to some sort of launch, we work, you know, you say, oh, we're launching this September 1st, we work backwards with you and say, okay, here's what you should be doing in the July issue. Here's what you should be doing in the August issue, and then boom, September 1st. Um, so really kind of explaining to us what your big deadlines are, what you're looking to get out of this business. and and we've worked with a lot of companies in every sector, so we can say, This has been really successful for other supplement companies. Breach companies really like this particular thing. Um, And so we can work with your horse show schedule and and everything should be complementary and fit in together. Um, Generally, we have proposals in in a number of different budgets based on whatever you tell us. Um, If you're working with a publication, then generally there's going to be some sort of discount to paying up front. But if that doesn't work for you, I mean, just communicate. Just say, I need to make monthly payments. I need to make quarterly payments. Um, and, and everybody works with everyone the best they can. But you have to come in and, and communicate your needs in, in, in all of that and, um, and how you see this going. Um, there are always extras. And if there's stuff that's valuable to you, we always work to see how we can fit that into packages and, and come up with something that really makes sense for everyone. Um, we have some editorial options that have been really popular, um, some more native advertising that gets on the website and in the magazine, and that opportunity to tell your story. Obviously, I think podcasts are an amazing place to talk about complicated things like philosophies or um, how uh, you know maybe more of a technical product works. Um, it, it's a great way for people to learn.
0: I love that and I'm 100% sure that other listeners that are in different industries where their target market is in a different publication, I am sure that publication sees it very much the same way as you do, which is it's a partnership and you want it to be a win. So just as much as you are selling a service of an ad, this horse business owner it's it's a partnership between the two of you you want it to be a win for them and you want it to be a a building relationship so so i would just encourage you as listeners to look at where it is that you are um hanging out online or hanging out in a print publication and see if that would be a fit for you and if it is then go to the front of the magazine go to the back of the magazine look at where the opportunity is to reach out for advertising and potential editorials and whatever that might be and you never know what opportunities might arise just because you put that first feeler out there. So I would just encourage you all to just start somewhere, start that relationship and see what happens. And and as you do, then do that homework beforehand, right? Do get clear on who you're serving, get clear on what your business has to offer and get clear on what you hope that end result will be. What is success going to look like for you when it comes to Um, this media coverage, because it's going to take effort. And so you want to make sure that you're getting the return that you want on those efforts. So thank you so much, Piper, for sharing. Is there anything else specific to getting media coverage as a horse business that you think my listeners should know before we close up? Um, I, I
1: would say just really be comfortable putting yourself out there and asking. And, you know, no means not right now. You know, it means that someone's busy or you know they have other things going on in their lives and it doesn't mean no forever and um i really i talk a lot about like how shame and holding ourselves back impact our businesses and i think that when we go out and say to someone oh like would you like to do an article about me or something and and they say no um it's easy to internalize shame or rationalize reasons for that and like it's really not Complicated. It's it's not right now. It's it doesn't fit with what's going on with our publication, right at this moment. It doesn't mean you shouldn't try again later. It doesn't mean that they think anything negative of you. It doesn't mean that they think that you're a terrible writer, or an awful person, or your business is stupid. Like all of our internal voices are apt to tell us sometimes. It literally means that you know it, it's not a right fit or not a perfect fit right now, and you should never limit that. Limit yourself with that to not asking other publications, to not going back and asking them in the future um, and, and not keeping that open. And the other thing is, I, I really push saying yes if you have an opportunity to invite media to your horse shows or invite photographers or invite new people to welcome and be inclusive and be part of something, say yes, do it, go to things and 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 the service part and the being a good citizen of our industry is is a really important mechanism to be good business to get more media coverage of your equestrian business
0: love it those are all super good tips so of course yes i will put highlights of our conversation over on the show notes for this episode, which will be stormlily.com slash 41 for episode 41. So for everybody listening, if you were not able to take notes and you want to get some a summary of this, and then of course, I will link to all of Piper's um, social media and the plaid horse links and all of that on those show notes as well. So thank you so much, Piper. I really appreciate just your heart to serve and share here on the podcast. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Okay. Wasn't that so interesting? I hope that you took away some really specific ideas that you can use for your own horse business. I will tell you my biggest takeaway is just that reminder that we've talked about before. And that is that people buy from people. So do not be intimidated when somebody is in the media. They're just people. And you have the opportunity to build a relationship with that person, with the people that represent a specific publication that you may be interested in. But just remember, it is a relationship. There's going to be give and take. It needs to be a win-win for both of you. And when you can come at it from that angle. When you can come at it from a point of service and see how what you have to offer can serve their community, can serve their audience, then it's really going to be a win-win for both of you. And you can build that long-term relationship. So then when this particular writer or editor has an idea for a story, you are the person they think of. You are the one that they call for a quote or for information because you have built trust over time. So I hope that you have something great to take away as well, but I just wanted to share that that was mine and I hope it encourages you to not be intimidated to go out and build those relationships so that you can keep doing more of what you love to do, which is work with those lovely horses that we all love so much. So of course, I will have all the links that you need at the show notes today, which is stormlily.com slash 41 for episode 41. And as always, if you've not subscribed or followed the podcast, I hope you will. And also, would you do me a huge favor and leave a review, especially on Apple Podcasts, they have an option for you to leave a review there. And what that will do is tell Apple when other people are interested in similar podcasts, that how to market your horse business is a fit for them. So if you would do that, I greatly appreciate it. In the meantime, I hope you have a wonderful week and I will see you back again here next week. Bye.